honour you and thank you this morning. That's great. Wasn't that, wasn't that just so beautiful this morning, just those words of encouragement? And, yeah, as Amy said, I don't want to talk for long um, because we, we felt we needed to lean into this, what God's doing amongst us. And isn't it cool that it's the middle of the year, it's pouring with rain, but God wants to move. He wants to touch us. He wants to fill us with His Spirit this morning. So as I said, I delayed the start of a new series, which I'm starting next week, as we wanted to lean into Holy Spirit and see what He's been doing with us as a community. At the start of the year, um, Amy and I, with our team leaders, we went away for a retreat and we spent the day just um, really seeking God's face and really um, worshipping and, and, and crying out to God and just sort of find, you know, what, what are you saying to us as a community? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to Kōrimako? And um, there were some common themes that came through from what everyone sort of felt from Holy Spirit, because we hear Holy Spirit in community, eh? It's, uh, isn't, I, I'm not the only one who hears Holy Spirit here. Everyone does, as you've seen this morning. We hear Holy Spirit in community. And there were some common themes about waiting on the Lord and sort of preparing for growth, preparing for a harvest. And we've just seen since then stuff that's just started to move. And another thing we did after that was we felt we wanted to just press into God. But, so we set aside a time of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And at the end of that 21 days, we had a worship service, which was incredible, where we just went after God, and we just declared His praises, and we had some of the kids, we had um, some of the adults praying, and we just felt like there was just something shifted and moved in, in, our, in our community, and in, in what Holy Spirit's doing amongst us from that date. And we've just seen Holy Spirit's just been moving amongst us, He's just been softening our hearts, it's, the way I've been sort of describing it to people is, is it's, a, it's a very non-hype sort of thing. It's like Holy Spirit sort of bubbling up in the midst of, you know, when you see, you go to Rotorua and you see those, those you know, little geysers or the little like, hot pools bubbling away, and that's really good on a cold day, isn't it? hot pools. <laughs> um, it's like, I just, it's almost like I can sort of see, see that in our, in our meetings and our gatherings, it's like Holy Spirit's just bubbling up, just bubbling up. And, he's, and, he, and he's, he's warming our hearts, he's warming us up, he's opening us up for more of him. It's, it's, you know, he's a real gentleman, he's not going to force us to do anything, but he's moving amongst us. And it's about us softening our hearts and yielding to him and letting him move. And we've just seen more and more of that. And then we had Cindy Ruakiri came and speak, what, what a privilege that was. And she brought a, an amazing anointed word about the season of the Ruru about seeing in the dark, like having those eyes to see what Holy Spirit is doing in our land, in our area at this time, having that spiritual discernment, and about how, how the, you know, this revival is going to, it's going to be, this renewal that's going to come across our land, it's not just going to be um, just in, in, in a Sunday service on here, it's going to be in our, out in our communities, it's going to be in our homes, it's going to be everywhere as God moves on our city and our land. And then lastly, we had, last Sunday, we had Glenn France come, and he just brought an amazing word of encouragement, didn't he? Like, it was just, I was so encouraged. There's something about Glenn that just encourages me when I'm around him. He's got a gift of encouragement. And he just encouraged us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because as he said, we leak. We need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And 
at the end of this message today, um, what I'm going to share, we're just going to, like Amy said, we're just going to do that again. We're just going to allow space for people to come forward, get prayer, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, it's not a one-time event. It's a daily thing that we should be doing. We should be pressing in, getting more of God, because He's so good. Why would you want to do life without the Holy Spirit? Why would you want to do life without the goodness of God? It's just hard work. <laughs> do it with God. Do it with the Holy Spirit. It's so much better. So, so this morning, I just wanted to, uh, just to go to, if you want to turn in your Bibles, uh, to 2 Corinthians 3.17. And this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He says in verse 17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If you have ever watched me at the front of church, um, you know that I'm not the most coordinated person in the world. Uh, I do I can't really clap, like I don't really have enough rhythm, so I kind of do like a fake clap so I can look like I'm supporting the worship team. <laughs> and um, my movement is kind of a sort of a boy's high shuffle, you know, sort of, uh, I, I sometimes get a bit over vigorous because I've been told by people who are operating the iPad and people watching on the live stream that I've almost like bumped into it and like banged into it as I've been sort of worshipping away. But I really get into it. I, I, I love worship, and I love just being abandoned in worship. And I haven't always been like that. Um, I'm a pastor's kid, and so I've been brought up in church all my life. And particularly during my teenage years where I had to sit in the services at my parents' church, I used to do the staunch thing. So I would, uh, I would just be like, nah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to... You know, the rugby photo one? You know, where you got the you know, sort of like, look as staunch as I can, no emotion, I'm not going to put a hand up, I'm not going to do anything, everyone's looking at me. Because you know how there's that thing, that spotlight effect that, they, you know, that teenagers have where they feel like everyone's looking at them? And so I would just be like, nah, nah. But something's happened in the course of my Christian walk as I, it's like God has just been softening me up in worship. And what happened was that I started to use my hands, but it started slow. It was just one hand, and I'd be like, all right, I'm stepping out here. I've got one hand up in worship. Is anyone watching me? Okay, cool, that's good. Take it down. And then when I got really, you know, stepping out, I was like, two hands. <laughs> and then when I really wanted to step out, I did the one-arm solo. And that's the one where you're like, okay, everyone can probably see me now. Like, I'm really stepping out now. And then, and then it leads to the final one, which is the, the two-arm solo. And for me, um, to get to that stage, something had to happen in, in, in me where I, I, I lost that sort of self-consciousness. I know Glenn was talking about that last week, about... He shared in his home group about why don't we do these things in the Holy Spirit. It's because we're worried. We're self-conscious. We're worried about what other people think about us. And for a long time, I had that on me. 
even, even, even in church and in being a minister as well. But there's something that God's done in my heart with worship through the Holy Spirit where I have a sense of freedom now that I can just be the most corniest, uncoordinated person at the front, just going for it. Sometimes I go for it so much that I do that kind of windmill thing where I'm kind of whacking Amy. Uh, <laughs> sort of a, sort of, some sort of the haymaker kind of styles. Um, or, or, as you know, because I'm the AV man, I forget to click the slides because I get so lost in worship. And it's like, oh, that's right, there's another slide to go. Um, because I'm just like, oh, I love you, God. Oh, I love being in your presence. There's a freedom that has come upon my worship and how I worship because of the Holy Spirit and what he's done in me as he's softened me up. And like Paul says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom to respond to God. Freedom to worship. Freedom to drop the barriers and the self-consciousness which holds us back from truly entering into God's presence. In this verse and the wider paragraph that it's in, the Apostle Paul is actually comparing two covenants to the, the Corinthian church. He's talking about the old covenant, which was based on the law. And he's talking about the new covenant, which is based on grace, which Jesus has established. And he says earlier on, he says, that the letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. And he actually refers back to this um, experience back in the Old Testament, back in Exodus 34, where Moses when he went into the presence of God, when he because he because Moses was you know God chose him and he and he went and he talked with God and he had encounters with God. When Moses went and had encounters with God, when he came back, his face would shine. Incredible, eh? His face, his countenance would shine. It would be. I imagine it must have been so bright. The only thing I could think of as an analogy was is um, if we've got any Lord of the Rings fans here. Yeah. Okay, we've got a few. Cool, this is good. I'll go, I'll go with this analogy. Um, when Gandalf the Grey, you know, they think he's died, and then he comes back, and the Fellowship of the Ring see this big, bright, white light of this person, and they don't know who he is. They, they, they think he might be the, the bad guy, Sauron, and, and, uh, and, and they're like, oh, who's this guy? And then they see his face when he comes through, and, he, and he, you know, when it, the, the, you know, on the camera, it focuses on his face after a while, after this brightness sort of flashes by, and, it, and it's, it, it's Gandalf the White. Like, I, I wonder if that's what the Israelites were experiencing when they saw Moses, that was this dazzling, shining, bright light that was just overwhelming for them. And I think maybe, there's lots of speculation about why he wore a veil, but I think one of the reasons is that potentially he, 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 he wore it to sort of, um, so he could sort of be a normal person walking around the camp kind of thing, not this big light bulb. And um, so he covered, he covered his face with a veil. And, 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 and what Paul's saying here is, is that, um, is that, he says in verse 18, he says, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And what Paul's saying is that, you know, the very same Spirit 
the very same glory and presence of God that was with Moses, we have. That there doesn't need to be one special person that gets to go and get into the glory of God. It's all of us. And we all with unveiled faces can go into God's presence through the Holy Spirit who lives in us because we're the temple, we're the tabernacle, we're the, 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 the place of meeting is right within us and amongst us. We can all do what Moses did and go into his presence face to face with God. We can experience the glory of God. What an incredible, incredible thing. And we can do it through grace. It's not through law, it's through God, Jesus' grace that he has um, given us through the new covenant that we can all do that. There's a particular freedom here, he says, to be in God's presence and also that being in God's presence transforms us. It says here, beholding the glory of the Lord. You know, when we come forward when we get prayed for and infilled with the Holy Spirit, it helps us to be able to behold God, to come into His presence and just behold Him. Have you ever had an experience of God where you're just so overwhelmed with how awesome and glorious and holy He is that you're just lost for words, that you just cannot put into words what God is doing with you in that moment, that you are so lost in worship, so lost in the Word of God, so lost in a moment down by the river or at the beach that you're just like, God, you're so good. But I can't even say that because I don't even have the words. (laughs) God, I'm just lost in awe and wonder at your glory because you've filled me with your Spirit and I'm encountering you right now. And as we spend time in God's presence, as we fill up on the Holy Spirit as a daily thing, you know, we get this awesome thing where God transforms us. That God takes us, these, these um, broken people, and He fills us with His Spirit, and He starts transforming our lives. The stuff that's maybe troubled you for years, addictions, sin, brokenness, there's things that you just think, oh, I can never get through this, I can never break through this thing, self-identity issues, self-esteem, like all these things that the Holy Spirit, while, we, while we're in God's presence, he, he transforms us so those things break off us, those things fall off us the more time we spend in His presence. Isn't this good? Isn't this good? Like, the more time we have with God, the more we become like Jesus. We become more Christ-like the more time we're with him. And he softens our hearts. He makes us more Christ-like. More than that, and I'll, I'll finish with this this morning, we're also carriers of God's presence. We've had uh, some amazing experiences with, with, with Holy Spirit in the last few weeks and just in our um, gatherings. And it's been good. It's, it's been people have come into wholeness. There's been, um, you know, real, real sense of God's presence. 
Um, God's doing amazing things with us, and I want that to continue. We want to pre- lean into that. We want to do that this morning. Um, but it's also for a specific purpose, and Glenn was sharing about that last week in Acts. The Holy Spirit gives us boldness. You know, we are carriers of the Holy Spirit. So we not only can be filled with the Holy Spirit here, but just like what Tui shared this morning, he's filled with the Holy Spirit when he's sharing with his work colleagues in his workplace. That's the Holy Spirit empowering him to have that courageous conversation. Because it is. It's a courageous conversation to say, I'm a Christian these days. Or I, I believe in a in God, you know, that these are courageous conversations because of what society thinks about Christianity, what society thinks about the church, and the Holy Spirit empowers us and gives us boldness in those conversations to carry the light, to speak into those situations. We carry God's presence, we're, we're His temple, we, into those workplaces, into our homes, into our families. We carry the presence of God. I'm just going to ask Jeremy to come up. And um, before we start worshipping, I'm just going to, um, the kids are going to come back in and join us. And I've got my daughter, Lovey, who's going to share what Holy Spirit did for her last week, which is really awesome. And then we're going we're gonna to worship, and then I, we might need to move the chairs back, um, whatever we need to do, but why don't you come forward? Let's have prayer. And I just ask the team leaders that we could, um, yeah, just pray for people, just encourage people. Let's get more of God this morning. Let's get more of Holy Spirit. Let's, we can't get enough of him. He's so good. Let's take him into our week. Let's take him into this, into this month and into the rest of this year.